welcome to Wit Beyond Measure. My name's Katrina Mayer. And I'm Elle Kammerer. And today we are talking about two Northanger Abbey book adaptations. Yes. We've only, we're only doing four total, and this is our second episode with them. So this is our last episode of Northanger Abbey book adaptations. Yep, it sure is. (laughs) But that's okay. Yeah, not a lot of people have decided to rewrite this this book. <laughs> I, which is such a missed opportunity because I feel like mm-hmm. there are so many great ways you could rewrite Northanger Abbey in like a modern sense. Mm-hmm. I just feel like just the possibilities are endless. Yeah, like this book really does have a lot of good bones that you can do and, and like work with and stuff. And yeah, I, I don't even necessarily mean in like a like like a modern adaptation, just even like, like another point of view adaptation yeah. and stuff like that. Like let's, where's an Eleanor Tilney like yes. adaptation. Yes. Where's a general Tilney adaptation. Yeah. That would, that be, would really be interesting. interesting. Yeah. Then we might have some sympathy for him. Maybe. <laughs> you know, there's just not a lot out there and it's kind of sad. Um, but today we have two modern adaptations. And I want to I want to venture to say that these are not just modern adaptations, but I would say that they definitely fall into the romance novel category. For sure. And they're like rehashes because they're not at least for me, it's not exactly the story. Like there's nods to it and there's elements of it that are similar, but it's mm. still very much kind of its own deal. Oh, see, mine is very clearly meant to be an adaptation. Oh, okay. Because mine is part of the Jane Austen series oh, yeah. by Deborah White Smith. Mm-hmm. So she's done, I guess, a bunch of them. So I have some thoughts on that that I'll touch on when I talk about my book. All right. <laughs> but yeah, this this definitely feels more like a uh, like a rom com, sure, as opposed to a play on a sentimental novel. Right. <laughs> Mine is a ridiculous Lifetime movie that my grandmother would be watching on a Sunday afternoon. (laughs) Now, I need to ask this question right off the bat, because when you texted that to me, my first thought was, is it holiday themed? Because, you know, it's Christmas. No? Oh, dang. I was kind of hoping it would be. So I'd be like, what are you, why are you complaining? Isn't this what we're supposed to watch before Christmas? No. cheesy holiday rom-coms? Not me. That's not my bag. (laughs) No, me neither. <laughs> Though I did watch one recently on Netflix that I thought was adorable, but that's yeah. Wait, what one was it? It's the new one. Um, I can't remember what the name of it is, with, but it's got um, the guy with from Carrie. Uh, Carrie L. L. How do you say his name? Oh wait, oh, no, I'm gonna mess it up. No, 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 no. The guy from The Princess Bride. Yeah. No. Oh, this is the one with the guy. From Silicon Valley. Oh, then I don't know. No. And he's not main character in Silicon Valley either. He's the he's the guy who lives at the house who's not part of the main team. Anyway, that's not the point. Uh, <laughs> okay, so it's, it's not the one I was identity. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, does yours have to do with actual with like Santa Claus? Uh no. Oh, so he's like oh, okay. the um he's like Scottish and then like Brooke Shields is like an American oh, no. authoress, no. and then she like goes to do research, and they fall in love. <laughs> no, no, this has young actors. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> anyway, back to the point at hand, and not talking about Christmas holiday movies. <laughs> let's let's talk about your ridiculous lifetime movie novel. Yes. Okay. So I read North by Northanger which is by Rebecca H. Jameson. Um, It is kind of a mashup between Northanger Abbey and then Alfred Hitchcock's um, North by Northwest. I'm not familiar with Alfred Hitchcock. Like, I obviously, I know who he is. I know I'm familiar with his, like, works. But I don't think that I've ever sat and watched an entire Alfred Hitchcock movie. I've watched movies about him, but never sat and, like, watched. I've never seen like the original Psycho. Psycho? No, really, that's not my that's not my scene. No, I, I I get that, but still, I'm surprised. I'm familiar. I haven't seen North by I haven't seen North by Northwest, and I, in all honesty, I think Psycho is the only one I've seen in its entirety. But still, I'm kind of surprised because you're also like 
classic movies is kind of a thing that you do. I'm more like so. classic musicals. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so let me tell you about the characters first, and then I'll go into the plot. So in this story, we have our main character is Eva Moreland, who is our Catherine character. Mm-hmm. Then we have Grant Tilney, who is our Mr. Tilney character. Mm-hmm. Um, Eva is like 21. She's they live in she lives in Texas. She's studying to be a forensic scientist. She, apparently she comes from a big family of 10 kids, kind of similar to the book. Um, conservative Christian family is like mentioned. It's sprinkled in throughout a couple of times, but her parents are really lovely and understanding. So that's like the vibes you get. And like there's a lot of concern with her like becoming a scientist. Like she's considered weird because of that, as opposed to like being a caretaker figure. I legitimately have no idea what that feels like right? at all whatsoever. None of us do. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's her deal. Grant Tilney is a, he works for his dad's trucking business. Interesting. Supposedly. And we'll, we'll circle back to that. Okay. Um, we also kind of meet in the beginning Eva's brother, um, similar to in in Northanger Abbey, she's close with her like next oldest brother. His name is Wade in this story. Um, okay. He's studying to be a lawyer or something. I forget. I don't remember. Oh, it's not important. So so she's weird because she's a female. She's female trying, trying to be to something be, that like, isn't a caretaker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm just used to being somebody in a family who I don't know wanted a higher education right yeah no 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 she's <laughs> no it's nothing to do with higher yeah, education yeah. that she's like going into like a science yeah, field. yeah, yeah. Okay. okay um i left out a big thing and that is like eva's style is like pinup vintage like she is sporting little Ooh. sundresses and like you know bright a bright lip and like you know she gloves she likes to wear gloves like she's very into like vintage shopping and wearing vintage clothes throughout the story like that's her thing and her family owns an organic farm okay okay so wade there he's like in the beginning that's her brother and he's friends with this guy clayton who is our john thorpe character Mm -hmm. she interacts with him a little bit so there's like a little bit of that connection to northanger abbey and then we have mr tilney who is grant tilney's father similar to the book uh we have i was gonna say my book has a has a has a cast list at the beginning (laughs) nice (laughs) um yeah so and then we have sophia tilney who is grant tilney's sister you know very along Mm -hmm. the lines of eleanor so like they are part of it toward the end of the story she eva interacts with them um they're isolated in a small town in oklahoma the town is called north anger Hmm. Okay. okay. Um. Sophia is expected to be at their like family estate all the time. Mister Tilney doesn't let her go anywhere. You know she thinks he's controlling, scary, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um. But that notion is challenged by the end of the book. And then some other characters we meet who do not connect to the original story. Are you ready for this? I'm just going to start off by saying this because neither one of us are familiar with North by Northwest. If anybody out there is, let us know on like Instagram if any of these people line up with people from that. Yeah, because like this (laughs) other plot of the story, which is what was like throwing me off, clearly must be North by Northwest, which I'm not familiar with. So uh, as I describe these other characters and then the plot as we go forward, uh... Yeah, check in with us, friends. But but hold yeah, on. Yeah, just let us know how dumb we are. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> All right. So the other characters we meet are, and I don't know if it's pronounced Ronald or Ronald, but there's that guy and this woman, Ingrid, okay. who kidnap Eva Moreland at the beginning of the story. Like, okay. Like, full on, like, point a gun at her, force her in this car, drive her out into the middle of nowhere to this trailer, and, like, zip tie her to these chairs. Damn, that sounds like Alfred Hitchcock, maybe, (laughs) sort of, kind of. I know it's supposed to be horror, but. Yeah. As she's, like, tied up, 
in the middle of nowhere in her vintage dress after she has just <laughs> met Grant Tilney in a diner. Um, okay, okay. This other character comes in, Mrs. Garland, and she's, like, older. She's clearly the ringleader of the other two, and she, like, tries to kill Eva. And the thing is, the reason why she's there is so when she met Grant in the diner, they had accidentally swapped cell phones. She was going to return his cell phone. He's a trucker. You know, she's in, like, this warehouse district. She, like, knocks on this Mm -hmm. door, and she's kidnapped by the two, and she's kidnapped because when they ask for her name, she says her name is Leslie Kaplan because she saw that name on what she assumed was Grant's desk, but no, 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 no. So she, like, got herself, like, mixed up in something crazy. So cut to being in the trailer in the middle of nowhere. Everybody thinks she's Leslie Kaplan. Mrs. Garland comes out and, like, tries to kill her. Okay. Because she's this person. And she's able to okay. escape. Of course. Of course. And, like, get... Otherwise the book would end. Exactly. And, like, <laughs> she gets out of there. Um, She reports, like, what happened to the police. And, like, it's very seeming like they don't believe her. It's kind of weird. Then, like, her brother is mad at her because she was supposed to be going on a blind date with Clayton. And, like, she missed it because she was kidnapped, and they don't believe her that she was kidnapped, even though she's, like, covered in dirt and, like, bug bomb poison because that's how they tried to kill her. And they're like, stop it. And, like, the, it, like they think she, she's playing a joke, but, like, the whole time when crazy things are happening to her, she's like, this is Wade. Wade always plays tricks on me. And I'm like, bitch, you almost died. Like, this is not your brother playing tricks on you. Like, what are you, you want to be a scientist? What? Okay. <sighs> okay, so she meets Clayton. She, like, tells this thing. Like, Clayton's very, like, condescending to her, but is like, wink, wink, okay, I believe you. I just want to spend time with you and, like, whatever. So he, like, takes her around to, like, help her find clues or whatever. She's, like, a vlogger as well. So he's, like, taking videos of her as she's, like, explaining what happened and, like, more hijinks Wait. ensue. He is a vlogger? No, she is. So she's a scientist and a vlogger. Well, she's a vlogger. She She's studying to be a scientist. She's only 21. So wait, okay, but are her vlogs about science? No, they're like about random stuff, like fashion okay. and like whatever. Um, okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're still okay. with me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is me okay. reading this reading this book. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. 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 <sighs> so like ha- crazy things happen and like. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's she gets her phone back because her phone was taken or no she still has grant tilney's phone and she needs her phone back so she's like calling with calling her phone with his phone and he finally answers and like as she's driving around with clayton and like all this crazy stuff is happening to her and she encountered her kidnappers again when she was with clayton and clayton's like trying to like ask her out to dinner and she's like doesn't like him but she's like whatever and then she gets a hold of grant tilney with his phone calling her phone and he's like well, you want to meet for lunch? And, like, full-on flirting with him and, like, making a date with him, and she keeps calling it a date. And I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) This is where the Lifetime movie is coming in because, like, it's just, like, so cheesy. So, okay. So she, like, has to go to Clayton and be like, can you drive me to my date with Grant? (laughs) Ridiculous. What is happening? Okay. So he does, and they're there. And, like... Eva explains everything to Grant, and he, like, instantly believes her. <laughs> it's just, Of course like, he does. Of course he does. Of course he does, because, obviously, he is, like, involved yeah. in all of this. But um, yeah. she doesn't know that, that, know that yet. She just thinks he's nice and trying to help her. Wait, so she's not putting it together that she has his phone, went to this place, gave them a number she found on his, or a name she found on his desk that got her kidnapped and also almost killed She's not connecting no. that he is the only common denominator. Not yet, but she will get wow. there. <laughs> she is going to be a great scientist. Great scientist. <laughs> Bless. Okay. So Clayton's like being a jerk, but then like there's this like police report that goes out for Eva's arrest because like her kidnappers are like trying to turn like the tables on her and get her arrested, blah, uh-huh. blah, blah. And then, like, okay, yeah, so Clayton, like, runs away because he's, like, that's too much drama for me <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> so he, like, goes. And then, like, police are supposed to be coming to the diner to question her and she's just waiting mm-hmm. and she looks out and then all of a sudden it's not the police that come, but it's, like, one of her kidnappers and, like, this other guy who she recognized from the ring. And 
she's like, oh man, those are the people who kidnapped me. And Grant looks out the window and he's like, go hide in my truck. <laughs> hey, because his rig, because he's a trucker. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he's a trucker. Because that's okay, what he does. Yeah. Um, he's a lawyer, actually, but like he's taking a break from being a lawyer to help his dad with like trucking or whatever. Oh my God, it's so lifetime. Okay. He's 28, by the way. He's a 28-year-old lawyer who needed to take a break. Needed to take a break. So he's been practicing law for two, three years? If that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Stay with okay. me. Stay with okay. me. Okay. And he's going to be a trucker. Well, he's a trucker okay. right okay. now to help no, his No, he's a dad. trucker. Yeah. Okay. To help okay. his dad with his dad. He's That's his He's going from lawyer to trucker. Yeah. Okay. That's his okay. story. Okay. There's, okay. like, so much more to it than that. This is just... Okay. Guys, this is just the beginning of the book. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm not gonna give you away the ending because okay, so let me just so not me, obviously because I love Lord of the Rings, but you know how people are like Lord of the Rings has like a bazillion endings, and it's like no, it doesn't have a bazillion endings. It ends when they go with the elves right to out of middle earth that's when the book ends and that's when the movie ends duh but this book had like a million endings i'm not lying what do you mean by that because i've never heard that one before i only ever hear people complain about the walking no like people complain because like there's so much like cut to black screen at the end but it's like because because things are happening when it cuts to black screen that wasn't included in the movie like the whole return journey and all of that but anyway Sorry, I'm digressing. <laughs> yep, a little bit. She's, she's, no, you know what you're doing? It's a trauma response. A tra- you're traumatized by this book. So you're going back to things you thoroughly enjoy and can bit. talk a lot about. So yeah. you're like, trauma from this book, Lord of the Rings is my happy place. <laughs> it just has so many endings. It's just the book that would not end. So, okay. So I'm not going to tell you any of the multiple endings, but I'll like get you up to that point. All right. So she's okay. hiding in the truck from her kidnappers. Uh-huh. Grant, like, uh-huh. It's like getting her food, which she loves bacon mm-hmm. cheeseburgers and french fries. And like she has okay. like a snatched waist and eats this all the time, apparently. Mm-hmm. Super realistic. Mm-hmm. So Grant brings her food out to the truck and it's like, all right, hide, like stay down. And like they drive off somewhere and then they like have their lunch together in the truck and it's cute and they're flirting or whatever. And it's like absolutely ridiculous. And like one of the first things she asks him is like, she tells him what she does. And she's like, in her mind, she's like, Will he be okay that I am a woman scientist? <laughs> and she like asks him and he's like, yeah, that's great. And so she's I mean, like, I love Grant. Grant is okay that I'm a woman scientist. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if I found myself in a truck with a guy from rural Texas Knowing that my family, who's also from rural Texas, would have a problem with a female scientist. And I am in a truck with a strange man. A rig. Who is... Like, it's a, a truck. It's a like rig without the semi-trailer. Yeah. Attached. Yeah. A semi-truck with a truck driver in rural Texas. I don't know that I would feel comfortable being like, oh, yeah, I'm a female scientist. I also definitely wouldn't announce things like, I'm queer and Black Lives Matter, because, you know, you could end up dead in the back of a rig so i get it but i also wouldn't be like oh he loves female scientists love yeah that's the part that's ridiculous to me (laughs) anyway but like they're flirting the whole time and like it's kind of cute but at the same time i'm like ew because like that's just not my scene and like if that's your if that's what makes you happy then this book is gonna make you happy it just wasn't for me like if you like hallmark movies and you like lifetime movies this book is for you it's just not for me Okay, so... Now she's going to go back on to ranting about how ridiculous this book is. Now that she's said that. Like, put that disclaimer out there. Um, I will say... Well, no, I'll say that later. Okay, so in the truck, like, the kidnappers also end up coming back, but she, like, hides in the truck and, like, she overhears some stuff that sounds suspicious and she's like, what are you, like, a double agent? (laughs) And like she's like you're a double agent he's like i'm not a double agent he's like only a double agent would say that or something like it's just like the most ridiculous conversation and so like she kind of believes him and he's whatever he's like gonna take her someplace safe and she needs a change of clothes because her clothes is dirty so she like borrows something from him 
And while she's going through his suitcase, she discovers her cell phone in there, which he said that he lost or whatever. Or no. She discovers... Yeah, is it her cell phone? I don't know, whatever. She discovers a cell phone. She discovers something that he said he didn't have in his suitcase. And she's like, mm-hmm. what the hell is this? You're lying to me. Mm-hmm. And then like, then he admits that like he's involved in this, but he doesn't tell her how she, he is involved in all of this at that point. But she knows he is. And so he's taking her to okay. rural Oklahoma now, where his family's estate is in Northanger. Okay. So we have a... Former lawyer turned truck driver who's involved in a crime ring taking a girl he just met who was kidnapped by people from the crime ring to rural Oklahoma to meet his parents. His dad (laughs) and his sister. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page. Unlike Northanger Abbey, the Tilneys are divorced. Ooh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Does Mrs. Tilney run the crime ring? Oh my gosh. Not run it, <laughs> but she is involved. And that's Wait, why- Wait, is that who Mrs. Garner is? Yes, Garland. <gasps> yes. Garland, sorry. And that's why Grant has to take a break from being a lawyer because he decides to go undercover into the crime ring to like help get his mom out. Okay. 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 Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. (laughs) She doesn't know this yet, though. She doesn't know this until later. So they get Uh to Northanger. She's, like, hiding there. He's like, you'll be safe here. And then, like, immediately he has to, like, go on it, go, like, drive his, like, truck to North Dakota or whatever. (laughs) So he has to leave. Okay. (laughs) Kind of like in Northanger Abbey when, you know... Tilney yeah. leaves and she's with, you know, just the dad. Yeah. He's got to go on a long haul. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally understandable. understandable. Okay. The real question is, yeah. does he have like a, a rig with like a cabin in it? Yes. Because that's what we really, okay, cool. Yeah. So then, you know, he's prepared for the long haul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, we got it. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Everything yeah. checks out so far. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. So she's, totally. she, so she's like at Northanger, she's like hanging out with Sophia, who's Grant's sister, and they like get really close and like Mr. Tilney's there and he's like kind of weird and like, she doesn't understand why Mr. Tilney won't let Sophia see her mom. And, like, it's weird because she doesn't know that, like, the mom is involved in all this stuff yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't know why there's, like, no pictures of her mom around and, like, all that stuff. And so, like, she wants to, like, find these things for them. And she comes across this, like, giant meat freezer in the garage. And she's like, oh, my God, he killed her. And her body is in this freezer. Is what she assumes. <laughs> because that's what you really need to be concerned with, given everything else that's yes. happened to you recently. Exactly. Okay, cool. Yep, yep. So, okay. like, that's what she thinks. But she never Checks gets out. in the freezer, but she does find out what's in there. I'm not going to say what's in there because it spoils some things. So I'll just leave that. Oh. I'll just leave that out. Um, I was just I was just assuming it was, like, deer because that's what usually is in those types back. of freezers comes in rural back. places. <laughs> okay. So. Or, like, a whole cow, maybe? Yeah. I once saw a deep freezer that had a full fucking cow in it. Yeah. It, it was it was chopped up in pieces, yeah. but it was still a whole cow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I my anyway. my dad's a hunter, big game hunter. Like we got a big freezer full of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, anyway. it comes it comes out what's in the freezer, so you find that out at the end. Um, so similar to Northanger Abbey, um, Eva Moreland is like forced to leave. Um, by mm-hmm. Mr. Tilney. He, mm-hmm. um, Sophia comes to her and is like, my dad is going to turn you into the police. He, like, thinks you're just, like, a gold digger. You're just after Grant's money because Grant had some bad girlfriends, I guess, in the past. And so the dad doesn't mm-hmm. trust her. And it's because he, like, saw the vlogs of, like, her with, like, Clayton or whatever. And he's, like, just assuming she's playing him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, going to call the police on her supposedly and so she has to leave and so she like escapes Sophia like gives her her car and stuff and she drives all the way home from Oklahoma to Texas I mean it's not that far depending on where in Texas but it's it's far enough that she has to refuel the car a couple of times Um, yeah so So she lives in southern Texas (laughs) yeah it's it's a ways so she gets home and she doesn't want to, like, see her family because she's afraid she's going to get her family in trouble because she's still kind of wanted by the police because her kidnappers mm-hmm. had turned the table on her and she's been gone for a long time. 
and like she's afraid of getting them in trouble and so she hides in like the playhouse and on their family farm and her one of her other brothers Damien like comes and finds her and is like oh my gosh she's back and like her family's like very Mm -hmm. loving and supportive and everything and Mm -hmm. and then instead of Mr. Tilney instead of Grant Tilney coming to her Sophia comes to her and it's like Grant is in trouble and only you can save him. <laughs> Don't okay. worry, he's cleared your name with the police, so you're not okay. in trouble anymore. Magic. Okay. But you need to come with me now. <laughs> and so she does. And that's where I'm going to stop. Come with me if you want to live. Basically. Come with me if you want my brother to live. Um <laughs> That's why I'm going to stop talking about it because I don't want to, like, spoil any more of the book. Because if you are really interested in this, if, like, romance and, like, suspense and, like, cheesy flirting is, like, totally (laughs) your jam, then I don't want to spoil this for you for the ending to figure out how it all turns out and why Grant needs help. Um, But, but yeah, that's all I'm going to, that's all I'm going to. I'm going to go with it has something to do with the freezer. Maybe. So the real question is, did you prefer rom-com ridiculous romance or General Tilney as a vampire? General Tilney as a vampire, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) That's the real adaptation we need. We need a vampire Northanger Abbey where Henry is a vampire and Catherine is Catherine. And it's just the exact same thing. No, it's not (laughs) because it's going to happen. It's going to happen at the time. It's going to be very gothic novel. And Henry Tilney is not going to be able to go out when there's daylight, even if it is cloudy. (laughs) He's not going to sparkle and he sure as shit ain't going to get her pregnant (laughs) because vampires don't do those things. Is he going to turn her into a vampire, though? Uh, I don't know. It depends. I haven't I haven't gotten that far yet. Okay. okay? okay. Like, is this going to be a little like Dracula-esque where maybe Henry Tilney is more of a Dracula and we got another love interest? Ooh, is is John Thorpe going to come in at the last minute and kill Henry Tilney? Or is he going to come in and be like, Catherine, I'm going to save you from the vampire. And then Henry Tilney's like, fuck you and kills him instead. That would be better. Boom. Done. Already done. <laughs> Why are there only four adaptations of this book? I don't know. (laughs) No, I'm sure there's more. We just were lazy in our research. (laughs) No, there were, there was one, like, it was like spicy. Oh, yes. It was total smut. (laughs) It was. Um, And I think one of the reasons why we decided to not add that to the list is because we couldn't find another one for the other person to read. And I, yeah, so, yeah, because I'm like, how spicy do we want to go? Because there's this. (laughs) (laughs) That one was really spicy. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. All right. So, yeah. So so that's. That's North by Northanger. Um, again, if if any of that piqued your interest, give it a look. Just, you know, come into it with a fun attitude. That's, yeah. Yeah. What if General Tilney is like Dracula, though? And, like, Henry has to work for him. They're not actually related. And Henry has to bring Catherine in because he feels like he, you know, he's, like, I don't know, being forced to or something. And then at the end, Henry decides to betray the vampire and kills him and saves Catherine. Okay, I think you need to tell me about your book now because, again, you're doing that trauma response thing where you are deflecting from talking about your book that you did not like also. And you're talking about something you love, which is Dracula. So, Okay, so I just want to start off by saying I did not enjoy my book. However, it's not a bad book. It's just, again, it wasn't the type of book that I tend to read. And there is a very specific reason why this book isn't really for me and why it just kept bothering me. And it actually does link to a trauma response, uh, ironically, for me. Um, That being said, that it is a very, very like specific and personal reason why this book doesn't resonate with me. I think that this is actually a really wholesome book 
that I think has a wide audience. I think a lot of people would read it and enjoy it and have no issues. Uh, that being said, there is a very like large amount of people who would probably have the same issues with it that I did. I read uh, North Point Chalet by Deborah White Smith. Deborah White Smith has published about like 60 odd books. Wow. And she has a whole series of Jane Austen books. She also has a series of like what I can only describe as like Texas cowboy intrigue. I don't know. They're, they're called the Lone Star Intrigue series. I don't know. Ooh. But let me just read to you her bio. So you can kind of get a an idea of the author and then what kind of like what is really influencing bits of this book. Deborah White Smith is a seasoned Christian author. Uh, she is a woman of God. She is a co-pastor at uh, her church with her husband. Uh, she has made appearances on shows such as The 700 Club um, at Fox News, which, you know. Um, she has a, she has two master's degrees. One is in English. The other is in education. And she has a, she has a PhD or she was tr getting a PhD. I don't know if she actually got it because this book is from 2003 from Northwest Nazarene University. So lots of God. Okay. Lots of good Christian stuff in this book. Okay. I mean, that's not like. A terrible thing if, like, if no. that is your thing, that's yeah. totally fine. And, like, as long yeah. as you're not, like, evangelizing, I'm cool with it. Right. And this book does not do that. However, as somebody who had God forced down her throat. Yes. No, I know. Most it's, of her it's, life. It's a rough, it's, it's rough to taste again. It's, yes. Yeah. It's really hard when you see certain characters saying things and you're just like, your first response is, oh, no, honey, don't think that way. No, don't do that. No, that's a bad path to go down. Um, such as Catherine's, the ca the character of Catherine, who's named Kathy in this book, pretty much says that she is looking for a good church-going husband. And that's pretty much the only quality she really needs. Okay. Does she, like, eventually, like, realize there's more to that? No, because she gets oh. a pastor. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that was the first thing that I was like, okay, that's odd. Like, I get it. Like, because cause the main character, Kathy, Kathy Moore. So she comes from a Christian family. Um, and she was forced to go to church every Sunday, every week, you know, like most kids kind of end up having to do. And as soon as she moved out on her own, she kind of stopped going. Um, and at some point in the book, she goes back to church and she's reminded that, oh, this is home. This is like a nice place. Okay. So what my red flag was at toward the beginning of the book when she's like, oh, I promised mom and dad that I'd, you know, marry a good church going man. And he'd put me straight and get me going to church and make me a good, you know, good oh. wife. And, and I'm just like, but you're not going to, you're choosing not to go to church on your own. So you're like going back and you're like, it's, it, it, it's, I feel like you're setting yourself up to be kind of trapped and not able to make your own decisions here because you're kind of basing things off of what other people say. And yeah. You're not really looking at the qualities that matter in a person. You just want this one thing. So that was a red flag well, for yeah. me because then, that just screams bad news bears. Also just like. Your, like, only decision for, like, choosing a partner is that they're going to make you do something that you, yeah. you know, stopped doing. And, yeah. like, it's one thing if you want to do it more and you want that to be part of your life, you don't mm -hmm. want to build that in, that's fine. Then just say that. Just be like, I yeah. choose and then just to want to yeah. do that. And then, yeah. then that makes sense. But, like, yeah, without that qualifier there, it just sounds yeah. like she feels like she has to because this is what her family wants and this is what exactly. she's supposed to do. Exactly. Which, again, for me, that brings up a lot of trauma issues and a lot of mm -hmm. things that I've dealt with in the past. But and, and, and it, to me, it's a giant red flag. Now, in the book, she does, like I say, eventually choose on her own to start attending church regularly. And that's fine. And, and that's great. Yeah. Awesome. Good for Kathy Moore. Awesome. Um, she does also happen to find a nice church-going man in the sense that he's a pastor. Yeah. Awesome. Good for her. 
Um, there was another thing that kind of struck me as really weird and kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And it's after she starts dating Ben Tillman, who is our Henry Tilney, um, he invites her to his house and he does not live in the same little town. He's a town over or something because that's where his church is. Um, they're dating. They've kissed. They're dating. Yeah. He invites her over. Yeah. And the line is with the sister, of course, is a chaperone. Mm-hmm. She's 22. He's 30. They've kissed. They're dating. And he needs his sister as a chaperone? Like, their kisses in the book, I think it happens like two or three times. They're not even spicy. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go with like a mild, like, salsa verde. <laughs> like like jalapenos without the seeds in the membrane Mm -hmm. like roasted so they're really not spicy yeah yeah so and this is coming from somebody who doesn't read spicy stuff like the spiciest book i have is the love hypothesis and there's only the one chapter and let me tell you it is spicy but that's not the point there's no spice okay you know this is ooh, this is white person orders food at an Indian restaurant spicy. <laughs> Bless. That's adorable. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so that's that's the problems that I have with this book. And one of the things that annoyed me and pulled me out a lot was there's a lot of God yeah. in the book. Yeah. But it, it's not preachy by any means. Mm-hmm. The 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 author and the characters and everything, they're not out here like preaching, evangelizing, trying to get readers to you know follow god or anything it's just there's a lot of mention of god okay and again for me personally that's not my taste um it's done tastefully though i think yeah yeah um so kathy moore she's from texas she's from a conservative family in texas Ooh, but we she lives the same book no because my girl lives in colorado oh, okay <gasps> so but they make a jaunt to to yellowstone in my book at the end Okay, Yellowstone is not in Colorado. Yeah, but they're in the they're in the col- no, they fly into Denver and then they go out cuz Yellowstone oh, okay, is like okay. big. Yeah, it's also not in Colorado. Anyway, so she's in Colorado. She's in North Point, Colorado. Yeah. She owns her own bookstore at 22. Now, granted, she's one of those people who her parents gave her the the means to do this. They gave her money, they helped her buy stock, they you know, she has a car, everything like that. So she didn't just She didn't pull herself up by her bootstraps. She pulled herself up by her parents' bootstraps. So she owns the store. She has an apartment above it. Uh, Things are okay. She's really into scary books and thrillers. Okay. Like, the very first scene in this book is she is staying up late reading The Telltale Heart. Oh. And then her curtains move. And it scares the shit out of her. Because it's storming, it's dark, she's still fairly new to this apartment, and she's reading the scary book, and then her cat pops out of the curtains, and she's just like, Lucy, what the hell? She's also really into old TV shows, so her cat is named after Lucy Ball. Cute! That was me when I was younger. <laughs> so, she... So she's she's in her apartment, it's storming outside, she gets a call from her mom, her parents are reluctant to like let her go and be her own person in a sense like they don't like the fact that she moved so far away um because she was she's from amarillo texas i don't know where that is in the state of texas the state of texas is huge but that's where she's from so her mom calls and she's sitting there talking to her mom and she looks out the window and there's a guy outside and he's like waving at her trying to get her attention and essentially he's he's standing outside his car and he's just like miming to her car's broken can i use your phone and she's just like oh hey mom there's a guy standing outside and like i know it's midnight and it's raining but there's a guy outside who needs to use my phone so i'm gonna go down no bitch no no (laughs) that's how you get murdered do you do not know who the golden gate killer is or whatever like no no no. This is again a girl who supposedly really likes things like like poe and thrillers no and she's just like, yeah, no, I'm going to do it. And her mom is Katrina right now. That's how you no, die. No, bitch, no, that's how you die. Don't do it. She's just like, no, mom, it's fine. It's fine. She's like, I'll, I'll call you back. And she hangs up on her mom, which she right there, first mistake, don't fucking do that. Back. So, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> End of the book. No, so she opens the door and the guy is standing there and she's just like, 
hey, what's up? And he's like, hey, my car broke down. Can I just use your phone really quick to call my sister to come and get me? And she's like, yeah, sure, no problem. Come on in from the rain. Ew, no, ew. And he is like, no, it's fine. I'll just, I'm like, I'm, I'll just stand right here. Just let me yeah. use your phone really quick. I'll wait outside. And she's like, no, there's no awning. It's getting wet. Just come on in. She physically pulls him into her store. Ew. And shuts the door. No. And he's there drenched in rainwater. And she's like, okay, here. And then she hands him her phone. And she's like, oh, hey, do you want a coffee? Do you want a hot cocoa? And she goes over to, like, the coffee station in her shop. And she starts, like, making him coffee. And he's just like, uh, your mom is calling? And she's just like, oh, just answer it for me. So he does. And the mom hangs up. And he's like, she hung up. I'm just going to call my sister. So he calls his sister, gives her the phone back, and is like, okay, she's going to be here in a minute. I'm just going to go wait outside. And she's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Here's her coffee. And he's even like, I I could be a murderer. And she's just like, it's fine. No big deal. No. Turns out, turns out, it's Ben Tillman, who is our Henry Tilney. And he's a pastor. He is a pastor. Is he in his pastor clothes? I don't think so. I think he's just in a coat. Okay. Really. But yeah. So that's how they meet. Uh, no. Yeah. All of the no. <laughs> I know, right? I know. So her parents' best friends, her godmother and godfather, the uh, the Averys, no. a.k.a. the Allens. Right. Come visit her, and they're staying at the Airbnb, or uh, not Airbnb, the the bread and breakfast uh, across the street. And uh, she's taking him around town, and she ends up meeting Ben Tillman when he's not being a creepy person. (laughs) And, like, they have these conversations, and it's really awkward, because, like, she, Kathy, Kathy Moore is not written very well. She is 22, which is fine. And I think the author was trying to make her, like, the modern equivalent of Catherine's, like, innocent and naiveness and stuff like that. But she comes off more as a 22-year-old who is acting like a Mm 16-year-old. Even though she is a business owner and she's living on her own and everything like that. She's just, like, emotionally immature. Yeah, and, like, some of the ways she acts just feels off. Okay. Um, and some of the things that the author writes about now, this book was written in 2003. So just throwing that out there. But one of the things Kathy Moore says to, um, her friends is, oh, I'm like so ADHD because she's kind of like scatterbrained, I guess. And she's okay. always changing the subject when she's talking. And that's fine. If she want, if you want to write an ADHD character, awesome. Go ahead. But then you need to make sure you have your other things, right? Yeah. So, Shortly after Kathy says that, she goes on this whole thing about how caffeine makes her jump off, like, bounce off the walls. Like, she's, you know, like, crazy or something. Mm -hmm. It makes her wild and whatever. So she drinks half a Coke, and all of a sudden, she's just, like, bouncing off the walls, full of energy, blah, blah, blah. But it just didn't seem to work. And also, like, you don't get bounce off the walls crazy immediately after drinking half of a Coke. Yeah. (laughs) So it's just, it's like her interactions and the way she's interacting with the world, it just doesn't, it doesn't work well. It's not written very well. Uh, So that makes her relationship with Ben Tillman really weird. Okay. Because he's older and he's more mature and he's kind of very stuffy. Mm. And he's really unsure about whether or not he wants to like pursue a relationship with somebody who's 22 and... Yeah, it's it's just weird. They're like it does he doesn't feel like Henry Tilney and she doesn't feel like Catherine Morland. Right. There's just yeah. But the people who do feel right <laughs> are the Thanes. Okay. Liza and Ron Thane. They are introduced when uh they are visiting the same town uh with their mother who happens to know Mrs. Avery and Liza and Ron meet Catherine. Catherine mentions, oh, yeah, my brother, he's a football coach back in Texas. And Ron's like, hey, I'm a football coach back in Texas. Like, who's your brother? And she's like, oh, it's Jay Moore. And he's like, what? No way. He's supposed to be my arch nemesis or something like that. Or we'd be enemies if we weren't friends. Let's call him up and see if he wants to come and and spend the summer with us up here at North Point. So Jay comes up. 
And, you know, same thing happens. Jay falls in love with Liza. Ron hits on Catherine and it's really creepy. And yeah, it is. It is creepy from the get go. It's just full on. He's like touching her, putting his arm around her, like making jokes, blah, blah, blah. And when it becomes very clear that Kathy has a crush on Ben and very clearly wants to pursue a relationship with Ben, Ron doesn't get the hint. Mm -hmm. To the point where when Ben and Kathy start dating, she has to pull Ron aside and say, hey, I'm dating Ben. You need to lay off. And Ron's just like, he's a pastor you're crazy like you're really energetic and like a crazy kind of person you're gonna be super bored with him how about you just marry me instead and she's like no yeah and he's just like no but like he's gonna like you're gonna be super bored with him like you should just marry dude don't tell me what i want yeah you don't know me (laughs) yeah yeah and it's like okay he's just like really creepy and there are certain points in the book where like you're not sure that Ron isn't going to follow Kathy up the stairs to her apartment Ew. and just like, like do some shady yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't like. And that. Kathy thinks the same thing. Yeah. She's like, I really hope he doesn't follow me. I really hope he doesn't follow me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's essentially like our main group of Bath characters. Okay. Right. Yeah. We do have um, an Eleanor. She's Alania. Okay. And. She and Kathy become friends. Mm-hmm. And the difference between Eleanor and Alania is that Eleanor, you know, respects her father, respects her father's wishes. She, you know, is good friends with her brother. She does what she's supposed to do. She, yeah, she, you know, had this guy that she had this crush on and couldn't couldn't be with him, you know, but she didn't push it. Yeah. Alania is seeing a guy named Caleb who she's not supposed to see. Because the family, her family and his family have bad blood. Not only does she go and see him regularly when she's not supposed to, she gets secretly married. Oh. And drives all the way to Denver just to hook up with her now husband. Oh my. Yeah. Uh, And it's a big secret and only Ben knows. And then Kathy puts it together which seemed a little weird given the fact that she wasn't able to put together literally any of the mystery in this book at all whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Then we have Zachary Tillman. Oh, is he the older brother? He, sorry, Zachariah Tillman. I thought that that was just something. Never mind. Zachariah Tillman is General Tillman. Oh, gotcha. He is General Tillman. Phil Tillman is captain Tillman. oh okay zachariah tillman lives in a chalet on the mountainside just outside town and you can see the chalet from pretty much anywhere in north point and i really hate the word chalet yeah. <laughs> it just feels weird yeah uh it should have just been chalets that, are like, in the tillman. switzerland <laughs> yeah uh it should have just been like the house you know like the tillman house uh or the till even the tillman mansion i would have taken over chalet and it just feels weird the whole time especially when ben goes to kathy and goes how do you enjoy or are you enjoying the chalet it's weird anyway uh so it's this big mysterious house that you can see from pretty much anywhere in town and before kathy realizes who ben is or anything like that she comes across this drunk man named thurston manley he does not have an equivalent in Northanger Abbey, but he is a drunk cowboy who kind of stalks her. Thurston Manly? Thurston Manly. He's Thurston. Thurston. And he's Manly. Thurston Manly. And he's an alcoholic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he is an alcoholic cowboy, which is how he's described. Okay. <laughs> and so she's at the park because there's like this picnic. I don't know. There's a picnic. It might have to do with church or the community. I don't know. There's food and Kathy is hypoglycemic. So she has to eat food. And then she gets into the, like, she gets some bad vibes from Ben. So she's just like, I would like to leave. And her, her godmother's like, okay, but you need to eat first. And she's like, okay. And she shoves something in her mouth and then they leave. So they get back to her store and 
the drunk alcoholic cowboy happens to be outside her store. And she notices him because she noticed him at the park. And when she's like, hi, what's up? He's like, oh, I followed you from the park. (laughs) And again, the girl who's really into thrillers isn't like, this is weird. She's like, cool, let's talk about stuff. What's up? And he's like, oh, yeah, that uh, that chalet up there, that's owned by Tillman. Did you know he murdered his wife? (laughs) And she's just like, what? He murdered his wife? I thought that house was creepy. Okay, cool. And then they leave. And she just believes flat out that this guy killed his wife. Zachariah Tillman, yeah, he killed his wife, says the drunk cowboy who stalked me from the park. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, Logic. Yeah. Totally. 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 Uh, Yeah. So she goes throughout the rest of the book believing Thurston Manley, who, by the way, is now Alania's father-in-law. She marries Thurston's son, Caleb. Cute. (laughs) The Tillmans and the Manleys have some bad blood. Gotcha. I don't know exactly what the bad blood is. It might have something to do with the fact that the alcoholic is running around town telling people that Tillman killed his wife. Maybe. I don't know. So, yeah. So she's believing all of this. So she gets bad vibes from Zachariah Tillman. But she is falling in love, quote unquote, with Ben Tillman throughout this whole time. And he's falling in love with her and they have some not spicy kisses. And they're like, oh, yeah, I can't believe we've only met known each other for like two months. And we're like totally in love with each other. It's awesome. I'm totally okay with the fact that you're eight years younger than me, even though that was totally a not selling point at the beginning of our relationship. I don't have a problem with an eight year difference. The fact that the very be- the very first thing that we hear Ben say is, oh, I think she's too young for me. I'm not going to pursue that. She's definitely too young for me is then later like, eh, whatever. It's like, no, but why was this brought up? But it's similar because <laughs> I have 21 and 28 in mine and like instant uh-huh. in love right away. But at least in yours, the, the whole. It makes sense because they do love each other. They flirt. Yeah. The whole point wasn't, eh. I don't, I, I shouldn't because she's, she's only 22. It's like, there are a plethora of other reasons why you shouldn't date this woman, yeah. but her being 22 is not the reason. Right. <laughs> oh my God. The fact that she let you in and just offered you coffee when you were a creep outside her house is probably the first reason why you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so they have their whole relationship. Uh, she has to deal with Ron. She has to deal with Alania's whole thing. She has to deal with, uh, Zachariah Tillman being creepy. All the while... She's got him in the back of her head that this guy killed his wife. And she starts writing a a novel about it. And she's changing the names, which is why I was confused with Zachariah and Zachary. Because she changed the name from Zachariah to Zachary in her book. So she's writing this book, essentially. Then a bunch of different things happen. Like the plumbing goes out in her house and... She's going to go stay at the chalet, but Ben is in, isn't in town, and Alania isn't in town, and Zachariah isn't in town. So she's like, awesome, I can check out this creepy house. This is literally like two chapters from the end of the book. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That That's how much stuff is going on and how much filler there is and all of this awkwardness between the characters and everything. Another reason why I'm not a big fan of this book. It just felt... Yeah off yeah the pacing was all weird yeah anyway so at the very end of this fucking book she finally gets to check out the house and she goes into what used to be mr tillman and mrs tillman's suite Mm -hmm. areas and she's rummaging through all of mrs tillman's stuff and she comes across her diary and she starts reading it and then the bitch falls asleep oh no in the room no 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 and Zachariah comes home. Oh, no. From his fishing trip and finds her. That's not good. It's not. And he's the one that freaks the fuck out and is like, what do you mean you're accusing me of murdering my wife? And yeah. And then Awkward. like. It is. It's just. There's like a big fight, blah, 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 chaos. She gets thrown out. Her and Ben break up, blah, 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 all this other things. Oh, um, her brother and Liza break up because Liza was flirting with Phil. And then Phil goes back into the army and it's just like. And then Ben comes back and is like, hey, I'm really sorry. Like, 
yeah, can we get back together? And she's like, of course, I love you. And then they're just back together. Okay. There's no, like, resolve or, like, it's just... Like, so Alania breaks it to her father that she is married to Thurston's son. Uh, and her father doesn't like that, so they move out. So she moves out, uh-huh. and Ben is mad at the dad because he was mad at Kathy. But then Ben also broke up with Kathy, so I'm really confused about why he's that upset. Um, and then the dad is really, really, really sad. And then a few weeks later, Ben comes back and is like, "Okay, dad is less sad and less angry now, and I think it's going to be okay if we get married." And they're both like, "Yeah, okay, let's do this." But we're going to have a long engagement. Just, just, you know, just in case. So, yeah. And that's the end of the book. Wow. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so while she's not dating Ben is when she decides to start going back to church because she's really upset about Ben, which makes sense. You yeah. know, she, he broke her heart or whatever. So she finds solace in church. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So she, she goes to church. Uh, all of her friends leave town because they were only in town for a little while. Uh, and then, yeah, he comes back and there she gets married or she gets engaged. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I forgot the part where Ben is like, wait a second. So you think that my father killed my mother because Thurston, the drunk cowboy told you? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, why would you believe him? He's a drunk cowboy. And she's like, well, I didn't know any better. And he's like, yeah, I guess you wouldn't. But still, why did you believe him? She lives and I'm just there. Like, she lives she's there. new to the area. She's new to the. She's new. But she has a the store. Uh huh. No, don't buy it. <laughs> I. I mean, this girl really likes thrillers, and she totally believes the drunk cowboy who stalked her from the park, and she falls in love with the creep who wanted to use her cell phone in the middle of the night in a thunderstorm. Come on, he wasn't creepy. She was no. The creepy he wasn't one. creepy. She was dumb. She was. <laughs> Not even that, but she was also kind of creepy. Like, he's like, no, yeah. I don't want to come in. No, come in. No, that's okay. No, come into my store. She's the creep. Yoink. She is. The, she is. No means she is. no. Yeah. <laughs> I. It's just the pacing was off. There was no chemistry. I felt like the characters could have been written a lot better. It just. Wow. It didn't feel right. And here I thought just off. my book was going to be the <laughs> worst. Yours at least had some suspense. Mine I was, was just stuff. like, mine was, what? Mine was ridiculous, but like, you know what? At the end of it, like, it was fun to read. And like, I did want to find out like all the crazy stuff that happened. Mm-hmm. It was just bananas. It was, like, like I said at the beginning of this episode, my book is exactly what my grandma would be watching on Lifetime on a Sunday afternoon. And I walk through the living room and I'm like, what is this? And she's like, oh, it's just a crazy movie. (laughs) That is this book. Yeah. Yeah. No, my book was, like I said, it's nice and wholesome. It's uh, a love story. It's based on Northanger Abbey or it's a retelling of Northanger Abbey in a sense. We don't get much of a of an abbey or much of the the gothic side of that book or even much of the mystery um but is it written well no um could it have been better yeah uh is there an audience for this yes yes i feel like a lot of people would actually thoroughly enjoy this book um it's just not my cup of tea and that's okay yeah again though i would prefer something not just with a little bit more spice, but with a lot more of the gothic flavor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Definitely. But I I personally think that this book is great for the people who are pro- who've probably heard about it before. Yeah. And who've heard about this author and have read her other stuff. It's an okay book. Just not my cup of tea. Uh, really quick. Uh, you're right. Uh, Yellowstone is like Wyoming, Montana up in there. Yeah. But they do stop in Denver. Okay. Because uh, Mr. Tilney can fly airplanes. And so they have to stop in Denver because they're going to save Grant and they have to fuel up. And she sees snow and they build a snowman for like random fun times. And then they get back on the plane and go to Yellowstone. That's why I was like, 
and they happened like I was so distracted by the snowman and I'm like you're trying to save Grant's <laughs> life why are you building a snowman like what is this like what is happening um there was probably a whole chapter okay maybe not a whole chapter there was probably a good three pages that was just about Kathy being frustrated about the fact that the whipped cream container wouldn't work for her oh god and then it sprays all over her face and then it sprays all over her face and then ron comes in and makes some bad jokes (laughs) there's a lot of stuff in this book that doesn't need to be in here that's all i'm saying actually how long is your copy of north anchor abbey how many pages is it 179 okay and we all know that that's smaller print yeah so I would say if you put that into like regular prints, it'd probably be like, like what, 250, Couple. 270 maybe? I think I think it would be like more like 240. It's not that long. 240? Okay, this book has 325 pages. That's a lot of pages. <laughs> That's how much extra crap is in here that doesn't need to be in here. Oh my goodness. Yeah. My book was only 205 pages. Yeah, mine is dense. But not, it's physically dense. It's not story dense. Which, <laughs> put it that way. yeah, at least it's not story yeah. dense. Yes, yeah. if it were story dense, I would have a big problem. Yeah. But yeah. All right. So, sadly, these two modern adaptations weren't really working for us, but they work for certain people that just aren't us. They work for people who are, who are not us. Yeah. Honestly, when I was reading it, like, it's kind of like, you know, I want to like you. But when I read you, my brain hurts kind of situation, you know. But as I'm talking about it, I had a lot of fun talking about it. (laughs) So, you know what? Go for it. If If you're even peaked a little bit, try it out. You might like it a lot. Yeah. So... I will say this about mine. Um, now that I know more about the author and like her background and like, obviously that makes more sense with all of the church and God stuff that's thrown in here. I'm kind of curious to pick up one of the other ones, like maybe Pride and Prejudice, which we know doesn't have as much. Well, okay. Let me, re- let me rephrase that. Like, like we know Northanger Abbey has that connection yeah. to the church because Henry is. Yeah, and uh, Catherine's father is, you know, clergy also. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Which in this book, um, her or Kathy's father is a pastor as well. So there is a direct connection to the church in Northanger Abbey. So it makes a lot of sense in here. I'm curious as to whether or not this author's version of Pride and Prejudice also kind of leans heavily over into the church or if there's less of it. I'm curious. Yeah. Um, because there's only one clergyman in Pride and Prejudice and he's the butt of all of the jokes. Yes. So <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm kind of curious. So... Everything that I say, I take with a little bit of a grain of salt because I am curious about her other book. <laughs> so <laughs> that that means something to somebody, I guess. Yeah, so, definitely. But yeah. but yeah, so sadly, these modern adaptations weren't necessarily our cups of tea, but that's okay because we did really enjoy the original. We did. Yes. Yeah. We are done with book adaptations and we are done with film adaptations. And normally this means that we are done with this Austin novel and we can move on to the next one. However... I made Katrina watch Crimson Peak. Yes, and we have to talk about it now. So we have to talk about it. So our next episode, whether you believe it connected to Northanger Abbey or not. We're going to show you how. (laughs) We are going to be talking about Crimson Peak. We're going to talk about what we liked about it as a film. We're going to talk about what makes it so good, what makes it so terrible. I'm going to blab on and on and on and on about Tom Hiddleston. And we will eventually connect it to Northanger Abbey. Yeah, because we're going to we're gonna go through the gothic tropes that we went through with mm-hmm. Northanger Abbey. We're going to put them up against Crimson Peak. And mm-hmm. um, look out also for a Crimson Peak story on our Instagram. Um, I essentially live tweeted without tweeting. As I watched the live movie, reacted. I live reacted. Live react. Okay, I like that. Yeah. yeah. I live reacted to it. Um, I have everything here. So um 
after the Crimson Peak episode comes out, look out for my story of all of my live reactions. If you're a fan of Crimson <laughs> Peak, um, if you've watched it, you might get a kick out of it. If you haven't, don't yeah. worry. Just watch my live reaction. You don't need to watch it. <laughs> I, I it's summed it up film, perfectly. <laughs> I do feel like there are some elements of Crimson Peak that really do connect with Northanger Abbey. Yeah, but so yes, we I. will be talking about the gothicness of it. Yeah. So we will make it work. And then... And then, then we'll be done. we will be taking a short break, yes. but then we will be moving on to our next Austin novel, which we're not going to announce yet. Nope, you'll have to wait. But don't worry. I will definitely try to explain the story before we figure, <laughs> before I know what it's about, because I have no idea. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Have a happy holiday, whatever holiday you happen to celebrate. We hope it's wonderful yes. and joyful. And mm-hmm. and yeah. have a happy new year because that's coming up as well. Yes. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Beyond Measure is hosted by me, Katrina Mayer, and me, Elle Kammerer. We're part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Our music was composed by Shane Ivers, and our artwork was created by the beautiful and talented Katie Keneally. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can find us on our website at withbeyondmeasure.com. Or follow us on Instagram for all of our updates, memes, and just fun stuff. Our handle is at WBM Podcast. I'm going to say that again. It's WBM Podcast.